What's up, everybody? Welcome to the State of the Wild, episode 123, a regular YouTube video web series podcast thingy. My name is Meowth, and as usual, I'm joined by two good friends and co-host, Raffle and Corbett. Guys, how you doing this week? Doing all right. Uh, episode 123. I mean, that's already counting better than my Twitch chat, so that's, uh, that's looking pretty good. Uh, and, you know, we're, a, what, like a week away from balance changes, so clearly, clearly everything, both in our format and in standard, is perfect right now. Everybody's happy. And uh, we'll have a nice, uplifting, positive episode. Um, <laughs> well, you know, they might be might not quite go that way, Ruffle. Uh, okay. We'll see. <laughs> this is where if we could do Twitch emotes, this would be like the clueless face. Clueless. <laughs> yeah, it's clueless. Yeah, surely, surely this will be a nice, positive, uplifting episode. Um, all right. So this week. Uh, what we're going to be doing, we're about a week and a half out from the uh, the most recent balance patch uh, that happened that changed a bunch of cards, uh, nerfs and buffs uh, to standard. Uh, and we're going to be talking about kind of how they've impacted uh, the wild format. And so uh, when I asked the guys uh, about, you know, the topics for today and what, uh, you know, what, what they wanted to talk about, um, Corp was like, yeah, I can talk. It just won't be nice. Um and so I know, I know Corb has been kind of vocal about, you know, how he's feeling about the format over on Twitter. Um, and so I'm going to kind of just, like, let you take it away. I know I know your experience is limited to, like, 11x MMR, right? Top 200-ish uh, on NA is what you're, the people you're queuing into. So your experience might not be what everybody else is, but uh, it also sounds like it's a little bit common. So I'm just going to let you kind of take it away with uh, how are you feeling about the wild format? Yeah, my, my general feelings on the format have, have, have moved past rage. So, like, I was very pissed off at the end of last month, but now I'm kind of just like, you know, it's part of the acceptance stage, right? I'm sort of uh, moving on, and now I'm just apathetic, and I'm sort of just waiting for the mini set. Because right now, Wild is... It's a hellhole. Like, I, I can't remember a meta I hated this much. Um, ex excluding, like, the very, like expansion launches right because that's kind of how wild usually works usually the expansion launches uh launches the the gods flip a coin and it's either completely a shit show or it's not and they either come in and fix something or they don't and you know once they make that first ban first nerf whatever then we settle into something a bit more normal for the for the normal portion of the format i i despise this right now um it's horrible there's a lot of disco warlock there's a lot of pillager the the aggro decks are Bottable and you know, like that, that is not engaging to me. We're seeing the same archetypes that we've seen for a long time. Um, mostly the format, it, it just isn't fun. It just isn't fun. Like, I'm not enjoying it. There isn't anything that I want to grab into, there's nothing that it, it really makes me want to play that much. And so, I'm kind of drifting over. I'm doing like standard climbing instead. Um, and that's basically where I'm at. So, not, not a good time. Um, in the land of 11x, but I know that the land of 10x and below is also maybe not having the uh, the most fruitful, best uh, games of their of their lives either. So you know, not not a great spot for Wild as a whole, I think. Yeah, as the uh, as the resident 10x gamer uh, on the call, um, I can confirm um, the uh, like I have been intentionally like not taking advantage of my win streak to get into the diamond five rank band because once i get there i know that i will just be queuing into those bottable decks that have that that you know a substantial portion of my games will just be against very clear robots and if i see another turn one hero power into totemic might 
um, I might lose my mind, especially if I inevitably lose that game. I, I actually saw a turn one Totemic Surge, Totemic Might, Hero Power game. Um, like, the bots are getting worse somehow. <laughs> And and that's still like again at a at a at legend MMR. So it, you know the like you said the the aggro decks for the most part aren't engaging for me. Um, matchups against um, you know decks typically found at higher legend like either a quest mage or um, you know disco lock is starting to fall down the the ladder, which is. Unfortunate because uh, you know every anytime I see a warlock um, facing me, I just like I'm just waiting for turn six to lose, and um, that doesn't feel good. Um, and then like you know some of the decks that I like to play, if I do happen to like find the errant quest mage, um, that's not very <laughs> very fun either. You can't really even seemingly. Um, you know, like just out resource or out remove a vast majority of the aggro decks in the format anyway. Um, because like even Shamans has seemingly limitless resources on top of like being able to jump on you very quickly. So like I don't know. There 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 aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of decks that uh, you're allowed to play right now. It kind of feels to me back like the uh, in the United and Stormwind metagame where we had those three decks that were just like covering each other's bases while, you know, being very strong. And so you had three decks that you were allowed to play. It's a little bit different now. You have like two archetypes that you're allowed to play. You can either play very fast combo or very fast aggro or a slight variation of very fast aggro in anti aggro aggro that still aggros the other like um, non aggro decks. So it's like, you're you're very very limited in what you're allowed to play in the format right now. Which the whole reason I play wild is for the supposed variety. But like, yeah, there's maybe a variety in classes, uh, but like the it's still the same problem that we talked about previously, where you're very limited in what, what archetypes you're just allowed to play. There's a very narrow window um, of turn length that you're allowed to play in as well. Yeah. So I mean, we're talking about. I know Corby, you put out a tweet earlier. Top legend meta is like forty percent discard warlock and twenty percent pillager, and then like forty percent other. And I'm assuming those numbers haven't trickled down, especially the pillager numbers. But I'm assuming, uh, Ruffle, I don't know if you have your numbers on hand. But I'm 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 assuming like fifty, sixty percent or more uh, of those even shaman, pirate rogue, secret mage style yeah, decks. It, if I were playing at diamond five again, I'm 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 hanging out just cruising at diamond yeah. ten right now. I did a I did a quick run with. Uh, the 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 latest uh, copper brainchild in the outcast aggro demon under and that deck's really sweet and a lot of fun. Uh, I did a quick run of, with that to diamond ten and then I've just been kind of cruising there for a bit. But yeah, the, before uh, when I was in like the diamond five MMR at legend, like that was that was pretty much all I saw was those three decks and that's why I'm like pumping the brakes and trying to avoid getting back there because I don't just want to continually queue into the same decks. And pretty soon, I think you'll probably start seeing quite a lot of uh, Disco Locks, you know, jumping into the that to round out, like, four decks that you'll gonna expect to see in that uh, ranked band. Yeah, so, like, the, the tweet that I put out where I put out the numbers, that was just for, like, a week period. Um, and the numbers aren't quite that high. I'm assuming that I'm kind of at the upper end. But if you look at, like, from the 25th until now, 
like uh 30 of my games against warlock and 21 percent against rogue so it was just in that particular stretch where i was kind of going insane um because like queuing, queuing 40 percent disco is not fun but yeah that, that's really what it feels like and to me like disco is such a um uh, for me, it's like it, it, it's like a, a personal thing where I'm going to probably hate this archetype more than um, most people, um, just because it, it it particularly counters the type of stuff that I like playing against. Like I, I think, like depending on what your preference is, you're gonna hate particular decks more, right? Um, depending on what kind of thing you you like to do. Like I know Ruffle um, obviously didn't like Pirate Warrior for a very long time because like it was particularly good against a lot of things that he was probably using. Um, and the type of decks and type of content that he was making. Um, but everyone has that. And for me, Disco is particularly punishing against decks that try to win on board that aren't just like smork, smork, smork. So for things like in a Fire Priest or the, the, I don't know, the DH deck or just like whatever, just like playing generally for like board swings and things like that, the Cataclysm just crushes. And so it just kind of makes the game just come down to do they have the Cataclysm or not. And it, it's so frustrating. Um, and so, yeah, it, it does feel very pigeonholing. So it's like, I, I don't like losing to Quest Mage Pillager. Fair enough. Okay. So I want to play aggro, but the aggro decks aren't engaging. Right. And that's kind of the problem is that like, I don't want to play a deck that is like bottable. Like it's not, it's not like getting the, the gray matter going upstairs. <laughs> and so it's hard for me right now to find like decks that I find fun that do well, that feel good. And I think that it, most of this comes back to me for Disco. But at the same time, there's the, the other aggro decks that Ruffle's talking about, and those are just so prevalent throughout ladder that, you know, that, that's a, a other issue. And, like, that still can be very frustrating as well. Um, and so, overall, it's just... Uh, it, it's just yuck, man. Like, I don't, I don't like where we're at right now. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about the fact that, like decks like pirate rogue and even shaman in particular are so like straightforward and as you say bottable that they can maintain a pretty solid win rate in spite of the absurd plays like i talked about with the hero power zero mana card or zero mana zero mana hero power absurdity that like in spite of that those those decks can still maintain a positive strongly positive win rate and a good matchup spread across the board like those decks still win because they're powerful and it doesn't matter how you play them and i also like feel very similar to you about um the disco warlock to me it feels very much like a um playing against darkest hour warlock where you're just like you have this very narrow window where you have an opening to kill them um but most of the time you're just like praying they don't have the card and if they have the card you lose if they don't have the card they lose and it's just like nobody's decision mattered here other than your decision not to draw cataclysm dummy like uh, what is <laughs> what is what is the point of you know just going and essentially playing coin flip simulator which is you know what uh uh bothered me about darkest hour where Locken feels very similar with uh disco yeah i mean so just a couple of quick topics to kind of dive in here. I we good we good with the the mini small therapy session about yeah, about the meta. Yeah. We good? Okay. <laughs> just making sure. I we we have plenty of time to keep going if we need to. Um okay, let's dive in into this Discord warlock. I know I know we've been talking about how it's still a problem, right? I, I think that's putting it plain and simple. Um 
I think we were all a fan of something getting hit in Discard Warlock when it was like the best tier one deck. Um, and Tim Timbering did get banned. And uh, I guess the question is, is there another fix for this deck, right? That's not just banning or nerfing another card out of the deck. Or like, do we do we even think that like the play pattern out is like egregious for what the wild format is? Like, I, I know we might not like playing against it, and that's fair, but do we think the play pattern is something that, you know, is in line with the other things that they've changed in the format? I don't think it's about play pattern ever, really, when it comes to what they change, right? It, like, mm-hmm. it, it's a combination of things. It's, it's always that, you know, that thing that we talk about where it's play pattern power popularity. Um, and so, like, uh, you know, like, uh, like Pilgerberg, if that was 30% of the format, that probably change it. Like, if Quest Mage was thirty percent of the format, so it's not just like is Disco Warlock egregious play pattern wise. Um, that said, it is. <laughs> like to me, like it makes me nauseous. Like I, I hate it. I rage against it. It's so, it's so frustrating. Like it's um, it, it's uh, you know, the the, the worst things to me uh, in the game are typically decks that um or cards even that specifically make you feel like a moron for trying to play for the board. And that whether that is spreading plague, right? Like spreading plague, you you play your resources, you have to kill the oh spreading yeah I got punished because I, I put stuff on the board. Snowfall Guardian, great. I I put stuff on the board because I have to kill oh Snowfall Guardian, great. Um and Cataclysm's the same way, right? Like you you have a clock where you have to kill them before they OTK you, but if you put resources on the board and they play Cataclysm, then you feel like a complete idiot and it's like that nothing mattered up until that point. And I think that is and even like Big Rogue. Big Rogue, another great example, right? Like stuff that punishes you for putting stuff on board and trying to play for board. And I think the Cataclysm is another, Disco Warlock in general is another example of that. Um, the the Disco high rolling in general is also just like filthy, you know? Like it's so stupid how like specifically whether you discard a card with Soulfire or not, the massive swings that happen are stupid, Solarium is stupid. I, I just find the entire deck to be like disgusting. Um, and so yeah, sure, in terms of play pattern, great like i i think it's gross and i want it gone um but that's not really the threshold that they use and it kind of raised um it kind of raised like another general frustration with wild which is that the nerf window is so tight because they almost always only nerf something when it initially pops up onto the scene and it explodes in popularity and then if it goes away if it makes it past that first stage it's there forever like, they very, very, very rarely ever come back and nerf something. That Like, after it's been in the format for some time. Because it's so hard for a deck to be at, like, a super high level of popularity if it isn't right after an expansion. Um, and so, like, if they botch it, if they miss that change, you're probably just stuck with this for the rest of Wild, like, as it goes. So, that's what I think makes this is so frustrating, is that we knew that we were getting a discard change when the, the deck first came out. And now... Part of why I'm so annoyed is that I just don't think this is ever getting changed ever again. No matter how much I hate it, no matter how restrictive it feels, it just it probably is the way it is. So, do you do you think that if it explodes in popularity, right? Like if people listen to this podcast and they're like, okay, Discord Warlock is nuts, right? And it goes from thirty percent at Legend to thirty percent. I'm sorry, Raffle, but if it goes to thirty percent at like Diamond Five or or at the ten X MMR. Like, it's going to beat up on all the even shamans and stuff, theoretically, right? Like, it, it should explode in popularity. Do you think that they would ever... I mean, I guess, I don't know why I'm asking you this, but, like, I, I feel like at that point they would still consider a second change, right? Yeah, like, if the deck did get to 30% of the meta 
25 percent of the meta at diamond through legend then yeah they probably would change it but it's not and it, w it won't get that high um like the, the numbers that you're putting out there right um i was playing against like 30 percent disco at a very very narrow high bracket at legend at legend as a whole uh since like the 25th since the right latest like patch came out disco is the most popular deck at legend 10 percent <laughs> like it's 10 percent of the meta um at, at diamond it's like six and a half like decks don't just radically explode for no reason they need like an event they need a, a catalyst and um it's just not gonna happen like it, it's just not gonna be a thing so even if it's the most popular deck you know it's not gonna explode past secret mage numbers that we've typically seen it's just gonna be like 15 percent max and so there won't be a, uh, a there won't be any need for them to really step in i think I'm not going to say that there won't be a need for them. I think that there's always the possibility that, like, God forbid, uh, there's maybe some uh, Disco support in the, in the mini set or just some other, like, um, unforeseen circumstance that would re-inspire people to play it. Or simply just, like, it becomes the new Seeker Mage. Like, I don't see a reason why it couldn't. It's probably easier to play than Seeker Mage. Um, you know, it's, it's just kind of, like, I don't know, the, a... a it's also got like some of the nostalgia attached to it, like a secret mage has, where you know people like the the discard mechanic. I personally don't. I would echo exactly what you said. In like playing the deck is miserable, especially if you're playing the Soulfire version. Playing against the deck is miserable. Like I single handedly lost a game because of the the cards that my opponent soul fired when they double soul fired, just for absolutely no reason. Um, and they like double soul fired on a turn, and then next turn like had all of the stuff in hand still to cataclysm kill me and like it was it, it, it it's very frustrating when that type of thing happens uh on either side and um trying to navigate the the soul fires and then just like yeah i also am in complete agreement that like for me the way i've always phrased it is like cards that punish you for winning the game uh, which is like a spreading plague or um or a snowfall guardian or something like that like that that is one of the you know, single most frustrating uh, experiences in the same way that like the uh, the spell based inner fire deck is incredibly frustrating because you are, you know, taking advantage of my success in order to to win the game. And that's, you know, that's very frustrating. So uh, Cataclysm feels very similar to that because you just like, you know, you spend all this time and mana developing something and then it's gone and the opponent kills you. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I could very well see it getting to a point where they need to intervene but like i i think corb's right like things outside of um high legend are always going to be very different than they are down the ladder down the ladder people are more likely to not even just experiment but have fewer options in terms of what decks they they can play they might not have all the cards and so i i think it would take you know probably some sort of uh you know initiating factor in order to get it to bump up to its uh pre-nerf popularity again which is probably where it needs to be in terms of you know being on the radar for uh some sort of balance change because like uh the, the other thing like in, in another reason why it might not without some new uh card coming in or some new change coming in is that like it yeah, it, it was already nerfed, so, like, people have already written it off, even though, um, 
you know, we're here talking about how it's a, a very strong deck again. That doesn't, that it's hard sometimes for a deck to recover its popularity after a nerf, even if it like approaches its previous power level. Like that's been consistent throughout um, the wild format, at least. It, it that doesn't seem to be as true in in standard. Um, although it does, things do take a little bit more time to to catch back on after they've been nerfed. But they do eventually get there. In wild, it's almost as if like, nah, like that deck's dead now, even uh, e even with like slight changes. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that. Like, what was the most recent example? Like, Dark Lair is the one that comes to mind. Like, Dark Super uh, Miracle Miracle Rogue. Miracle Rogue. Yeah, yeah there you happened. go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Miracle Rogue just disappeared for like a while. Uh, yeah, just... it, it'll come back again, right? That's it got nerfed, so it'll it'll come back. I'm messing. I, I just. One one little dig at Corp about the Miracle Rogue. I know he's not feeling great anyways. But um, so it does sound like if they are to make a change, it seems like you guys are all kind of in unison. Uh, Cataclysm seems like the card that you guys have been ranting about the most. And so I, I think I would rather see them get rid of that instead of something like Soul Barrage. Like 100%. I, mean, I don't know. Like Even something... <laughs> Like moving Soul Barrage to four mana so that it like you have to think about the expired merchant into um whether like with a cataclysm in hand you can't just auto play the uh the expired merchant like that could make things messy. The problem there is that you still have Fist of Draxis, so it's not perfect. Some people are still running the uh Hand of Goldam version, so that like there's I don't know. I, I I'm not I'm not here to you know balance the, the game i can i can tell you for sure when something is broken i don't know how to fix it that's <laughs> that's that's beyond my uh my expertise i think that um all what i know is that the cataclysm um whether it's in the combo version or in the dump stats in the play version uh that's the card that feels the worst to play into yeah um cataclysm is definitely sort of the 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 thing that makes it you know like not lose to things like even shaman right like like there should be a weakness there you'd think to uh some of the more faster board based stuff but it just isn't there a lot of time because of the cata um but yeah i don't know like hey, it's not malcamp because the like the slow combo version doesn't even play malcamp so don't have to worry about that one but it's cata or barrage um I've been, I was advocating for Barrage for a long time. Uh, I think that if you take away Barrage, uh, a big part of that is the expired merchant no longer really does its thing. Um, so that that's kind of, that's kind of good. And you make the board, the deck much more board centric, but you could also just wipe Cataclysm and get rid of that, like, or delay that big board swing. So like, I, I don't think there's a no. wrong answer necessarily. Right. The, again, like, because individually neither card is like in and of itself too strong necessarily mm -hmm. it's the interaction between the two and so that's like that tends to be the issues that um kind of break the format is not necessarily singular highly powered cards it's like new you know high powered cards combining with old high powered cards or old like slept on cards that didn't have the the synergy uh, that this brings about, like a, a cataclysm, that create a monster. And that's part of why it becomes difficult to either both predict and balance around is because, like, you until you have the, those synergies and see them interact with one another, it, you don't know how strong they're going to be, to be honest. Uh, and um, and you, you don't just have any singular 
point where you can say this is this is the problem because you're you're pointing at two things right it's it's cataclysm soul barrage and the interaction between the two not one of those individually yeah all right so disco warlock is a deck um i i will say it, it is a very good deck i i if you are trying to climb to legend just don't queue into raffle when you do it but i think disco warlock is is a choice uh, that at least we'd recommend. Uh, when it does come to counters, it does seem like Legend players are kind of latching on to one deck in particular. Um, I guess two, in order to counter Discard Warlock. Um, so one of them is Pillager Rogue, which is something that we have known about back when Discard Warlock was the oppressive menace that needed something banned out of it. Uh, but the other one is an old favorite, uh, a, a goodie uh, in Cthundruid. The, the deck that just gains a million armor, you just survive... All of the soul barrage damage. You're not really playing for boards, so the cataclysm doesn't really wreck you that hard. Uh, and without the tome tamperings, the discard warlocks don't don't really have, you know, the the longevity that they used to have. Uh, and so people have kind of gone back to the Cthundruids um, as a way to counter that. And, and they're seeing some pretty success, uh, pretty decent success. I know uh, Mediogre uh, just recently hit rank one legend a couple days ago with Cthundruid, uh, taking advantage of exactly that. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know its matchups into <laughs> everything else. Like I don't know the matchups into even or things like that. But uh, I don't know if you guys have insight into into the matchup spread outside of favorable into discard warlock. I imagine it maybe is a little bit easier to to take advantage of that matchup when uh, you're playing at higher ranks and you're you have a more predictable metagame because um, I I wouldn't I I mean. Like, Druid has been struggling for a while mm -hmm. now, right? Like, uh, both in part because it didn't have much direction, people were doing weird things, but also, like, it just doesn't do that great into the into the aggro decks. And so if you're playing at not high legend, you're, you're going to hit those aggro decks and you're going to lose a lot of games. Um, but, you know, the, then you run into the issue where if you're playing at high legend, you're probably going to queue into some quest mages too. So you're going to lose... You're gonna lose those games, mm -hmm. so I, I I don't know. You probably also lose to Pillager. So um, if you can reliably uh, queue into a um, a handful of discard ward locks, yeah. If it does hit that break point of oh, this is a problematic uh, population, then then maybe that becomes a, a viable answer. It's you, you know it's it is good to see that like maybe people are finding a more substantial direction with Drew because it, it was it was down there with like demon hunter and warrior for a while it was struggling like uh, across all ranks at least um so you know have a have a win condition in your druid that ends the game and uh um and then maybe have that armor against disco lock but uh yeah cathedral pretty good it's definitely like the the best druid direction that you can go with um I'm not actually sure it like really beats Disco that hard for what it's worth. It might be like oh, slightly no. <laughs> favored, but like I I don't know. I, I think some of the early tempo can often like just push a lot of damage on the druid. Um that's always like druid's problem, right? So like if if there's a wicked whispers and begs or like people obviously playing target dummy lists, like if some of those come down in the early game, it can be a bit bit of a tough spot. Um but yeah, like druid's it was definitely pretty solid. Uh, again, just don't queue into quest mage. Otherwise, very, 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 very bad things happen. So, yeah, it should specify it's probably better into the like combo version than into the uh, the more board based mm -hmm. version. Uh, just because the the combo is like damage capped, right? And druid can 
get out from under a lot of damage uh, caps. So like it, it makes sense that that would work. And and that deck is has a more reactive early game, which gives the druid time to set up. Whereas like the the egg wicked whispers version is going to be pushing you know chip damage in the early game to uh, make it harder to tank up through. Yep. All right. Uh, now let's pivot uh, to just a, another shorter topic that also is affecting the meta, uh, and that is uh, just a little bit on the, on the botting issue, because I, I didn't know, or I don't know how much of the, the even shaman, pirate rogue, pop, like secret mage population that everybody's complaining about are, are actually bots. I don't know if there is a way to tell, but I know even at top 200 legend, there's a significant problem, and I just don't know... It's first of all, it feels a little sad that some of the best decks in the format. I know we've touched on this. Some of the best decks in the format are so easy that a bot could play them and get to like top two hundred legend if it's a if it's a well programmed bot. But uh, I don't know. Do you, how, how does Blizzard do anything about this? Can they do anything about this? I mean, they have in game reporting now, but that just feels like sending off uh, something into the void. And um, you know, they, there's always been. A bo- I would consider a botting problem in in wild. I've been playing wild for like you know five six years now, <laughs> and there's always been bots. It started with pirate warrior bots, and you know they're pretty prevalent. It uh, moved on to a variety of other things. Like um, so it, it, it's always been a problem, but now it just seems like it's more apparent to us because those decks are so much more straightforward than any other deck we've had that they can be more successful. So you see a high density uh, of those bots at, uh, at higher ranks or at the ranks that we tend, tend to play at at least because, um, yeah, like I, I, I would consider it a problem and it just like kind of reflects poorly on both the format and those specific decks that like they can be so successful with, some of the most abysmal plays I've uh, I, I've ever seen. Uh, the other issue that I think that it presents is um, kind of perception issues within the community, similar to what we had with like the ignite mage and the uh, the cheating issues, where like everybody's hyper accusatory for um, you know anytime they see like the slightest misstep or you know flight pauses in between attacks, that could just be like a mobile player dragging their their finger across their screen uh they're they're quick to jump to that's a bot that's a bot and like it just kind of i don't know creates tension within the community that's uh that's unpleasant um and i don't know like but people are far more correct about the bots than they were about the uh the, the ignite cheating at least but it's still like i don't know it feels it feels bad like imagine you're watching or imagine you you queue into a streamer and then you like pull up the stream afterwards and you see the spam of everybody accusing you of having been a bot. That can't feel good. Like uh, I don't know, man. Like it, it's just a bad situation. I don't know how to fix it other than just Blizzard playing a game of whack a mole. But like that, it, it seems difficult to to determine if they don't have like solid, uh, like if they don't have an automated or software way of like detecting when somebody is botting. Um, which, like, I don't know the details of how the bots are running, so I don't know how you could, like, track that. Yeah, there's um, pretty crazy numbers, or if you look at the leaderboard, um, right now in America's, there are, like, 950 people that have hit Legend and Standard. Uh, guess how many people have hit Legend and Classic? Over 3,000. 
<laughs> no, that's that's high. <laughs> but it's yeah. like it's like eighteen hundred. It's like literally double of uh, in classic of hit legend of a standard. On the fourth it, of the month, bunch, yeah. it's just a bunch of bots playing against each other. It's just a whole bunch of zoo bots playing against each other. And uh, sorry, fifteen hundred. So it's it, it's it's an extra like five hundred or five fifty compared to standard in classic. And it's right. just zoo. Um, right, because there's and, no and humans the, playing classic. Exactly. But the the thing is, if you look at wild legends, right? There are 950 America's Legends right now in Standard. There are nearly 700 Wild. And you know why those numbers are so close? It isn't because Wild is like having a booming population, like everyone's jumping on board. No, it's really close because there are so many bots. There are hundreds of bots. Like, that's, uh, that number is way too close right now. Like, and it just yeah. highlights what's going on. Um, it's the same thing, like, in EU, but um, NA in particular seems to have... The, the closest number for sure between standard and wild and um yeah it's pretty pretty crazy but the classic number is mental though like come on yeah that's outrageous jeez that if that's not a sign about the state of classic i mean i think that told you something but what does that also say for our format hold on it, yeah it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't ref again it re just reflects poorly uh, on the format yeah. across the board like it's, you're talking about perception issue right like imagine if you're a standard player like i had a game last month where I was streaming on the last day of the month, and uh, I queued in somebody a rank 65 legend. And they were the most obvious even shaman bot, where they do the thing where, like, if you just don't show lethal, they won't concede, yeah. even though they have, like, no chance to, like, I'm at 30 health. And I was like, and this is an even shaman bot at rank 65 legend on the last day of the month. Like, it's it's a, imagine if you're a standard player that's watching that, and you're just like, wow, this is what, this is what wild is, right? Like, even bots can get top 100 legend, and yeah, I don't know. I I, I click those report buttons. It, this is another insert the the clueless face because surely they do something, right? Yeah, like why would there be a report button if they they don't do anything? But yeah, the 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 number keeps going up and up. I I just want to talk about it a little bit because it it has been a little bit frustrating, and it's also kind of crazy because I I always like you mentioned Rubble. I, I always knew that they were pirate warrior bots, but the fact now that the they're botting like the tier one aggro deck. And they're doing so well with it is a little bit scary and honestly a little bit disappointing, uh, which is a little sad. Yeah. yeah, it's never never a good sign for the format when you start getting those like bots really really climbing. Uh, and again, it kind of just goes back where it's like it's hard to feel you know like it's the type of deck where it's like I'm not interested in playing this. Um, <laughs> There's know. there are very few like I you, you talk about pirate warrior and you talk about. Um... You know, some of the other the darkest hour warlock for for me as well like even shaman has always been right up there with those that i feel like everybody just sleeps on it because it's like oh it it gives the illusion of playing fair but even when it was like in the past you know around witchwood when it was the the best deck in the format it's just like it's just so boring to play it's so boring to play against and like now when it's the best deck in the format is some of the times when i'm just like having the the least amount of fun because it just is so boring man like it, it, you know at least it, it, at least you feel like you can get out from underneath a uh, disco lock sometimes but like the just the the i don't know the, the something about even shaman has always rubbed me the wrong way and feeling like i can't even continually clear their boards you, like you can't the control decks have a horrible matchup into it it just like it, it just feels dumb yeah uh, i'll reserve my feelings about even shaman because uh 
might have opposing ones, but I would rather queue into an even shaman bot twenty four seven than queue into the amount of discard warlock and pillager rogues that Corp was queuing into. So. Uh, Man, that's, a that brutal, that that's a brutal either or me out. I don't yeah. like either. I, I think it's very, Rune, very clearly Rune's one of the other. Choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we've been a little bit doomer. Uh, let, let's end it on a little bit of a happy note. So uh, there is a heroic brawlism going on for standard. Um, so congrats, Corb, on your 12 wins. Um, but more importantly than Corb's 12 wins is that when they have a heroic brawlism, that's always a sign that the mini set or an expansion is about to come. So, may maybe, maybe, we're about to be saved by whatever the mini set for this set's going to be named, uh, coming out maybe in a, in a week or two? Maybe. Yeah, if you look at historical precedent, I think, like, last year, the mini set was the 15th of February, so, um, the you know, the, the expansion came around the same time frame, so I think it's reasonable to expect it, like, you know, plus or minus a couple of weeks. I guess we can't minus a couple of weeks, but, um, <laughs> you know, around that, uh, that period of time, you know, give or take a, a, a week or two is probably reasonable to expect. So um, the problem is, again, mini sets are, are mini. So, uh, you know, handful of cards are going to come to play. Um, in the past, when they have had impact, it's not necessarily been the most positive uh, in, impact. So, you know... Oh, well, come on, well, Ruffle. What's so bad about Big Priest, Big Shaman, and Secret Mage? Come no, on. No, what are no, you no, no. What, about? Think about Primal Dungeoneer and all the good times that we okay. had in Forged the Barons, all right? Okay, maybe, yeah, maybe there's a bit of recency <laughs> bias there because we have had some uh, some real rough, <laughs> rough uh, <laughs> mini-sets. Um, uh, but we'll see. I don't know. Um, if nothing else, like maybe a new inflection of cards between um or influx of cards between the mini set and then reversions aren't too far behind that we'll at least get people like playing something else i don't <laughs> i don't know like that that creates a shake up even it like even if it's only short term based on like new cards mean new things to test at least and at least the human players that um are on the ladder will maybe begin to uh to test the new cards all six of us deep in the lab. Um, it'll be it'll be good. The uh, the date that I've heard floated, um, and this is wrong. If this is wrong, you can go blame Ridiculous Hat, <clears throat> not me. Uh, Ridiculous Hat has floated the fourteenth. Uh, so, you know, Happy Valentine's Day to all the all the gamers out there. You can go book a date with Disco, and uh, it'll be a lovely time. Damn, you took the joke I was gonna say. The moment you hinted before the show that it was gonna be the fourteenth, I was gonna make the same joke. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully next week we're gonna have some spoilers to talk about, some new cards, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna hold you to this, or I guess I'll hold hat to this. Ten hat. days mini set Blame from the hat. time of recording this podcast, <laughs> um, which is exciting. I, regardless of what the meta's like, it's always nice to see new cards and at least play with it's... new cards, if not for just like a week before we realize they all suck and you know, yeah. I, I mean, new cards is just like new content to create, right? Yeah. So in in our position, yeah. at least, it's like we have a reason or more um, incentive to to try new things and to play new things, and like you get rid of the the deck building block that you're at for a while, yeah. just because you get like some some new cards to slot in and test out and uh, try and build around, even in some cases. So 
yeah, I'm, I'm that like that that was kind of doomer of me. Uh, but I'm still very much looking forward to a new set of cards because I I I want new new cards to play with because uh, the the ones that we have now aren't uh, aren't necessarily treating me well. Yeah, between the stick and the carrot, uh, I've been copping the stick a lot recently to try and innovate. It's not working very well. I need the carrot. I need that new card. I need that incentive dangled in front of me if it's going to be any deck building going on. Yeah. Uh, speaking of deck building, uh, this is going to be a really weird transition, but we're getting to that time of the year where we're also going to we're gonna have our, our time as wild players, our Christmas. Uh, reversions <laughs> are coming soon, right, with the, the brand new Hearthstone year. And... I'm just putting this out here now. Uh, we are going to be doing a reversions episode in the near future. And so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to, just like we did uh, for our yearly awards, uh, we want to get community input on whether you think certain cards should get reverted or not. Um, the controversial ones, right? The Demon Seed and Pirate Warrior quest. Yay. <laughs> um, but we want the community opinion. So there will be another poll down in the in the comments um, in the uh, the description. For the podcast if you guys could check that out fill that out when you guys have a little bit of time um it'll be like as simple as like yes or no do you want this card reverted or not uh for all the cards that are up uh for a version this year uh and we'll be talking about that in, in the next month or so um but yeah guys thanks for the little mini therapy session um yeah hopefully we'll have new cards to talk about next week so we don't have to talk more about discard warlock and bots um but let the people know where they can find you guys and uh your content in the meantime uh, yeah, you can find me dodging both Diamond 5 and Legend for the next uh, couple of weeks at uh, Twitch and YouTube at Raffle and uh, daily videos over on YouTube. And you can always find me at Corbett on Twitch and uh, Corbett Games on Twitter and YouTube. And you guys can find me at Get Me Out on all those platforms. Thanks again for listening all the way to the end, and we'll see you guys again next week.